Welcome to Globally Speaking, a production by RWS. Globally Speaking is designed to educate, inform, and challenge everyone who is engaged in global communications. Our experts talk to various industry thought leaders to dig into the most critical issues impacting language and localization today. Learn more by visiting our website at www.globallyspeakingradio.com. Now, here is the host for this episode. Hi, Alfonso. Uh, thank you for, for joining us today for this discussion on SEO localization. Uh, hi, Esther, and thank you for, for inviting me. Thank you for having me here. It's yeah, a pleasure for me to, to be talking um, about one of my passions in the translation industry. Brilliant. I thought a good way to kick things off would be an intro into you, who you are, what your background is and and your experience in the field. So if you could just fill us in. Um, well, I'm Alfonso. I'm um, um, Spaniard based in Germany, Berlin. And uh, I have been working in the translation industry uh, for more than 20 years now as a translator, project manager, and, and now, well, now for the last 10 years, more, more or less like as a localization manager. So right now I am the localization manager at Pathwire, which is an American company that uh, provides um, email infrastructure to other big companies. And um, before I was the localization manager at Formlabs, what I do basically is to um, to create the workflow and to well align teams to 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 make the translation workflow as smooth as possible and uh, as efficient as as possible. Uh, as people sure, I'm sure can imagine, it's about um, aligning many different systems, content management systems, and uh, with and other systems with our translation management system. Then to have the the right resources for for our projects, and uh, and uh, yeah, and um, well, of course, everything that is around that, like creating guidelines and things like that. So it's something that I love doing and I consider myself quite lucky to be doing something that I love doing and being paid for it. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, no, that is a great position to be in. And I think previous to to doing this recording, we were both saying how comprehensive this subject can be, the subject of SEO localization. So if you... And I'm sure you do have to summarize it for your for your webinars and your education. How would you summarize SEO localization for someone? Maybe before talking about this SEO localization first, I, I like to put SEO inside um, SEM. SEM is um, the acronym for search engine marketing, and it, it also it's a term that encompasses not only SEO but also SEA. SEO stands for search engine uh, optimization, and SEA stands for search engine advertising. So, SEM it's the marketing tactics that that have to do with search. So, SEO and SEA are, are part of of those. So, with SEO, like in a very very basic way, what we are trying to do is to rank as high as possible with the content we create on, on, on search engines. With SEA, we do the same, or we try to, not the same, but we try to make people aware of who we are, of, our, of one of our product services with uh, paid tactics. So that's, yeah, advertising, the advertising that people can see on 
on Google or on, on or not only on Google but on, on a social and uh, any social media like Facebook, LinkedIn. So that's that's SEA. And then if we want to define a little bit better what is SEO localization, I like al always to differentiate it or, or to make a difference between SEO localization and marketing translation because usually there is some confusion about that and uh, and a lot of people put them together. So marketing translation or localization is when you have some copy like uh, product brochures or leaflets or ebooks, guides, whatever, and you need to, to to translate that from one one language to to a target locale. Uh, however, um, SEO localization it's about translating or localizing um, your website content. Usually, it's blog posts or web pages and keywords and all the metadata related to the blog posts and web pages and, uh, and that web content into a specific locale, paying great attention to the cultural references and, and social attitudes of the locale, but also with the main aim of ranking high when search queries are performed. So that will be SEO localization. So it's, it's not like a, <laughs> it's, there is no like an easy definition of what it is. But it's yeah becoming more and more important these days. Yeah. And do you feel that someone who's learning SEO localization or, or they're first getting to grips with SEO localization, do you feel they need maybe a basic knowledge of SEA and SEM? Yeah, I think so. Uh, at least you know how search engines work. What do algorithms do? How they have evolved because it's something that we can comment later on if you want, but most search engines started being uh, or, or, or basing their, their searches on lexical search. So they return just results for the exact or very similar matches to the query you had performed. And nowadays we are, Google is trying something which is like making the, the algorithms know our intent. So that's completely different. So we have gone from keywords to, to, to topics to what, well, to having interconnected experiences. But yeah, going back to your question, absolutely. I, I think all those who nowadays want to work on the marketing side, marketing translation, marketing localization should know about SEO. They don't need to be experts. I'm not a technical expert on SEO. And in my company, we have teams that that work on SEO on the technical side. And so they, 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 they can implement measures that of course are more successful than, than anything I, I could do. But as, as, as translators, we can do a lot to, to help uh, our companies, our customers. And we need to know about SEO, about SEA, SEM, the differences, how things work. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely important. Okay. So, Basically, it's having a, an overall basic view of the digital environment that you'll be in just to see how it all works and hand in hand. Um, why, do you, why would you say that SEO localization is relevant in 2021, especially I, I think we're all aware if we're in SEO in any capacity, we're aware of Google updates and changes and Algorithm updates, for example, the MOM update, which is slowly being tested and released. Why, in your opinion, is is SEO localization still relevant in 2021 with all of this? 
Yeah, that's another very good question. Um, yes, you, as you are saying, Google is continuously evolving uh, its algorithms because it's not just one algorithm, but many algorithms. Um, and as I was mentioning before, we have gone from lexical search to what, what Google is trying to, to do is to trying to understand what we mean. So it's more a natural language understanding approach that they are taking. And we're talking about language. So language is super important. And, and, and um, before we, we needed to base our content on keywords, but now that's changing. And now it's more important to write useful content to, to focus on topics and not on keywords and um, to help Google find our sites, our content. So, uh, yeah, language still plays a, the, a very important part. Google is becoming more and more smart or intelligent. And uh, the idea is that, for example, with the MUM um, update, it, it's able also to to understand information in different languages. So that's that's crazy. That's amazing. And even more for us translators. So that's why it's so important because we need to provide content that Google can well, can identify, can can find useful for their users. And language plays a vital role. So yeah, um, I mean, we are one of the most important pieces in, in this puzzle. So yeah, uh, that's why we are important. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that makes complete sense. I guess as with all the things that are, that are changing, especially with all the updates, SEO, and I think also Google has stated, an SEO localization will always be relevant, but they'll just evolve just as web developers have with all the updates. So yeah, that's, that's, um, thank you for, for that explanation. When I was looking into SEO localization to have this conversation, one of the things I found, which I think I've mentioned to you before, is a contradiction online, which happens a lot with SEO. And we're going to go into some myths a bit later in the conversation. But uh, there was uh, some websites giving advice and they were saying that translation and localization are the same thing. And some were saying that they're different. So can you break that down for us, please? We are always creating new words in the translation industry. Let's say like translation is the word that encompasses everything. But then inside translation, we can identify different uh, fields or different uh, experiences. So localization is one of them, or for example, transcreation is another. So yeah, in this case, I, I will say like translation is, or I would use translation as like the, um, the classical definition of, um, of taking a, um, words from a one language and transferring those same words into another language. Maybe I will say it's like a one by one change. However, localization takes other things into account. It takes, uh, as I was saying before, cultural uh, references, and uh, you you, ju- you you don't need just to focus on word by word, but you need to to go farther. And with SEO localization, it's even uh, more interesting because we cannot just simply offer, for example, translation equi- equivalents for if we are talking, for example, about keywords. We need to offer or, or to find something that works in the target language. And we also need to know, for example, the difference between um, um, content words or function words when, when we are uh, localizing metadata, 
like uh, meta description or the slacks in the URLs or the meta title. So uh, that's SEO localization. SEO localization is not just changing one word for another word in the target language. You need to do keyword research. You need to know the trends of words because something that works, I don't know, in English, um, maybe doesn't work as uh, 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 with a literal translation in, in, let's say, Spanish, which is my native language. So you need to, it, this goes beyond what the, the traditional or the classical view of translation to, to, to something which is a little bit more complicated that requires more research and uh, knowledge that goes beyond the, the mere translation of, of words. Okay, amazing. Um, going on from that, uh, just to kind of delve a bit deeper, would you say that somebody working in SEO localization as a translator, do you, would you say that they have to have a knowledge of the culture for the localization as well? Maybe search habits? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the culture, the, the target culture, I mean, when we talk about languages, I have always said that, of course, it's important to be bilingual. I mean, or, or almost bilingual if you are working with a with a language combination. But another thing which is even more important or as important is to be bicultural. So if you don't know the the the, the target culture, then it's almost impossible to create good content. So remember, I had a teacher at university who who used to bring us pieces of text from uh, the Iberia magazine, the, the, the airline. And um, he, the only question he made us was, okay, what, take a look to the English version. It was the same uh, on the magazine. They showed um, the, the article in English and, and in Spanish on, on the same page. And his question was, okay, was this written in, in English or Spanish originally? And it was very difficult to say. So that should be our aim. Someone who, um, I mean, uh, this was many years ago, but um, nowadays with, with, with localization and SEO localization, of course, being cultural where it's super important and, and, and you need to create content that engages the, your, your target audience and that make them feel like they are reading something that has been written for them and by someone who is from their culture, from their a sphere. So the, yeah, that's, that's super important. I mean, uh, that cultural background, and it's as important as to know very well the, the, the language you are translating into. Mm, yeah. When you put it that way, it's, it's very true. Um, reading something that's been translated directly into your language and reading something that's been written for you are two completely different things. So that's, that's really interesting. Okay. So you know, we've we've said a few times, and I think we've laughed about it, how broad and vast the subject of SEO and SEO localization is. But in that, um, there is also space for a lot of myths, and you know, and also outdated um, modes of doing SEO localization that don't work anymore. I think you mentioned one earlier, which is keyword stuffing. I mean, that's I use it in my in my webinars, or uh, yeah, whenever I do something with with uh, with people, and and I take examples, uh, pictures from um, from the metadata from like pages in uh, like I don't know, well, five ten years ago, and you can see like. 
a crazy amount of keywords of name of the competitors of everything like all together also something that is i i talk about that some like hidden text in pages because you know hidden text maybe you're mentioning something but it's hidden of course nowadays google identifies all the algorithms and, and you're not not only not going to rank high but you are going to to go down and you're not going to appear anywhere so yeah keyword stuffing which means like uh, using a lot of keywords in in a piece of text or in your metadata doesn't work anymore so you need to create content that is well structured that answers questions and that it's around topics not around keywords keywords are still of course important and and, and, and for example, in, in my webinars, I recommend using the keywords in uh, H1, in headings, in the, in the URLs. Um, but it should not be just the, the, the main thing in your, in, in the content you create or you localize it. It should be part of it. And then keywords also. Um, Google is, as is becoming more intelligent. Now, uh, Google, um, understands synonyms. So, Something, a myth was before that, okay, if you have a word, you have to translate uh, or to use an equivalent, always the same equivalent. No, I mean, that's no longer necessary. You can, you, you can have, I don't know, the word email in English and, and in Spanish, you can have email, correo electronico, mensaje. And Google knows you are talking about the same thing. And it's even better if you use a variety of terms because you, it enriches your, your, your text. It's not always repeating the same term. And, and, and then Google is going to identify that and you are going to, I mean, you are going to appear high in the ranking position. So that, I, I will say that's one, like, uh, yeah, keyword stuffing, something, well, what I said, like this hidden text, but that's, uh, I mean, a little bit so 80s. Some, some other things are, yeah, what I was saying, just using one keyword, like in, in all the text, which is super boring to read just one keyword in, in a text. And then, um, well, yeah, basing everything on, on keywords. I don't know. Uh, uh, I think those are like the main myths and, and things that do not work anymore. And uh, I cannot think right now of, of any other examples that, yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, keyword stuffing, I will say it's like the most extended one. And, yeah. I'm sure once you get off this call, you'll think of many. You'll think, oh, why didn't I mention that? <laughs> um, I think from what you've said so far, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a thread going through everything you've said so far. And that is that no matter what you're writing for in whatever language and whoever you're writing for, your content has to be authentic to your audience. That's maybe the bottom, one of the bottom lines of SEO localization is authenticity. And that's how you more or less win on um, search engines like Google. Would you agree? Yeah, 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 yeah no, absolutely. Of course, authenticity, um, something that I read very often when, when, when I'm reading this uh, on website about SEOs and it's repeated everywhere. It's when you create and when you localize content, do not create or do not localize it for Google. Write it or, or localize it for your readers. So you need to create something authentic, as you are saying, something that is engaging, something that is useful. Otherwise, it's do not do not just stuff or pile information for the sake of pulling information. That no one wants to 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 read that. And, and then the main one of the main aims of SEO is to get 
um, customers to, to, to visit your site and to buy your products or your services. So if you offer boring information or something that could be misleading or, or, or you use tricks to attract people, well, that's, that's not going to, to position you as like, um, as one of the best in the, in the industry, but you're going to, to, to achieve just the, yeah, just the opposite. So yeah, authenticity in, in, in content creation and localization is, is key, of course. And I think maybe writing for your audience takes you full circle to being culturally aware of the audience that you're writing for. So that all makes sense when you, when you lay it all out like that. Finally, can you give us a great SEO localization success story. Yeah, um, uh, well, I, I can think of, of of many of them. Um, something that that we could talk about is maybe this is connected also with uh, to, uh, to the previous question about the myths. And it's sometimes we think like ranking uh, on top of Google searches is the best thing that can happen to you, and it's. Like I would say it's 99% true, but yeah, there is a, a 0.1% when, when it is not true. So uh, we have had the case of uh, some uh, web pages that were positioning on, on, the, on the position one, in the ranking. So the first thing you see after the ads, but suddenly Google took our content and made it a snippet. Snippet is a piece of text showing or answering that that uh, question that people frequently uh, look for, for example. So, what's the effect of that? Many people can think, okay, so if you appear in like in a snippet, the, the piece of text, then that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it positions us as the experts on on a topic. So that's of course great, and and appearing the first is always good news. Oh, well, not the first, position zero, as, as they call it. It also means that if you see what you are looking for on a quick view, just looking at Google search, you don't need to click and you don't need to go to visit our website. So we are losing traffic. And if we are losing traffic, we are losing possibilities of making people buy our products, buy our services. So we don't want that to happen. So uh, an interesting story is that we had to revamp content uh, to avoid being in a snippet position. So we had to do something in order to avoid being so good. So sometimes that's curious because people will think, okay, yes, I have to be on the first. No, well, maybe that's not that interesting. In the end, what it is interesting is to, to get leads, people who, who are really interested in your content that you can convert, that can buy your, your product, your services. So that's the, the important thing. And then, of course, we have many experiences of, of content that has been very well crafted, created, written with very good localizations. And then it's performing uh, really well on, 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 on Google searches because we have done everything. I mean, and it's, it's something that I didn't mention before, but it, it's not just about translating words, let's say, like going to the basic um, definition, but also images. So, and I'm not only talking about the, the tags of images, but changing the images, images themselves. So, your, this is more localization, but yeah, and you, you need to change images. You sometimes need to change colors. You, you, you need to change, um, the font to, to, to get to the audience you, you, you want to get. So uh, there is a lot more than, 
even SEO localization, there is this localization process in which you have to apply different strategies to position or to rank higher. So, yeah. That's interesting because your your success story is a great example of when you're working in SEO and SEO localization, especially having to think outside the box. And most people, if they saw they were a snippet, they can sit back, their job is done. You know, it's perfect. It's the dream. But um, you also have to keep in mind the needs of the business, which is obviously the case here. You weren't getting enough leads. So you have to, you know, do what's best for the business and reverse engineer until you are generating those leads. So it's always thinking independently, but also with the best practices of SEO localization in mind. So that's a really good success story because it's it's unusual and it just goes to show that, you know, we can be thrown curveballs sometimes and it's how we handle them. Yeah, absolutely. As you're saying, we are part of a team and this is not just translating content and saying, okay, yeah, job done and I can go to sleep. No, there are results, there are um, yeah, performance indicators that tell us, okay, now we are not performing that well and we are constantly revising how we are performing and, and seeing, okay, our content is performing number one or number two or number three. And whenever something like that happens, we are revamping the content. So it's a word that we have to to be doing constantly and we have to maybe change paragraphs or, or we need, or, or, or we realize that um, we didn't have like an index of contents that nowadays is super important. So people can on a quick, on a quick look to see what our, uh, our content is going to cover. Also that's super important for Google to understand what you are covering. So to take people to your content. So yeah, it's, it's a really interesting job i love it and because it's just it, it it doesn't stop on on being a good translator but now you have to be more imaginative and creative and and, and you need to apply measures that yeah like five years ago we would not have thought of and we didn't even most of us we didn't even know about so yeah that's that's becoming very very important and and again what you were saying at the beginning that this is an very important skills like uh, all those who want to work on the marketing translation should have. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Alfonso. I feel like we've really managed to delve into SEO localization in a short period of time. Um, yeah, thank you so much for your time. It's been it's been really enlightening. Yeah, thank you, Esther, for for inviting me, and it has been a pleasure talking to you. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Globally Speaking, an RWS production. You can subscribe to Globally Speaking on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or Podbean. Check out other episodes on globallyspeakingradio.com, where you can also find transcripts from every show. We'd like to hear your comments, suggestions, and feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out to us by contacting us at info at globallyspeakingradio.com.